Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. It's the, well, it, 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 it's a live weeknight edition of Free Talk Live. It's uh, Mark with you. And Johnny Ray, the wise janitor. And Ian. Ian, Ian, you're having a little trouble with the voice this evening, so uh, yeah. I guess I'm, I'm sitting in the big boy chair. Yes, you are. That's right. Uh, so you can give us a call at 855-450-3733. It is an interactive radio program and an interactive website. At freetalklive.com, you can link to stories, blog posts, videos, whatever you want to like, share with other people. Go there. Vote up other people's. Vote them down if you want. Uh, they can do the same to yours. That's uh, that's the nature of the website at freetalklive.com. And we do get some uh, stories from there. But this evening, it seems like uh, at least um, the Internet's a personal thing. And um, the way that Web 2.0 kind of uh, interacts is is that they have it so that, well, you uh, you get the, the web experience that you're supposed to have. And my web experience today and, and frankly yesterday to some extent has been one of secession. Mm. Um, Whitehouse.gov allows people to go there allows the serfs to uh to 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 petition the king for better gruel and um there <laughs> you can go ahead and you can ask for things you know please please stop jailing my friends and family with a drug war oh mr obama might you please bomb fewer people in pakistan you know things like that well, uh, somebody had the wise idea of suggesting that, um, you know, that if in the case that the people of you fill in the blank state decide to secede, uh, what is the White House has to respond if they get twenty five thousand people to sign a petition? Um, well, no, they don't. From what I understand, there are some loopholes in, okay. uh, you know, what, whether or not they have to respond, as you might expect, right? They're not going to put themselves Lawyers on the, write this crap, sure. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not going to put themselves on the hook to where they have to respond to something about, say, Bradley Manning. Daryl Perry. They don't, want to, they don't want to respond on that. Daryl Perry told me earlier this afternoon that when you, you, you needed to reach 25,000 votes in order to be considered for there redress— so they're going to think about your uh, your request for uh, your grievance if if you reach twenty five thousand. Wasn't this We the People online petition thing? Didn't this first sort of make Liberty headlines when the the marijuana repeal of the drug war petition was posted, or was that something different? Yeah, that's pretty pretty much it. I mean, I think that this is a different iteration of it, but essentially the, the first iteration of this was when they ignored it, was when uh, people asked that the federal government get out of uh, state's business on marijuana, or it had something to do with medical marijuana, or whatever it was. And but, Obama said that uh, re- legalizing marijuana was not the best way to put people back to work, and that was his clever way of just turning the thing around. But the best way to put people... It people back to work was to high to, to get more de agents doing more drug raids than any other president has ever done that's a way to get people put back to work putting people in prison naturally it's a simple quick easy fix what's the problem <laughs> it's, it's a bad job uh, as far as uh, putting people to work i have to disagree so anyway the at whitehouse.gov it's blown up there are 
half of the states at this point, from what I understand, have petitions up where they've managed to get 150 people sort of on their own to sign. And then they it's more than that. It was 34 as of 34 while ago. I I think it's up to 48 or 50 now. I can't imagine that all the states haven't that somebody in all the states haven't done it. And it doesn't it it would allow the same 25,000 people. And I think Texas, by the way, is at 60,000 signers. 70 last I heard. 70. Like the numbers just keep piling up. Right, right. Uh, Texas is at is at about eighty eight thousand, I think. Okay, um, and it just it just keeps going, and but they don't all have to be Texans to have signed. Right, correct. you just need to be signed up with the whitehouse.gov. You need to have a whitehouse.gov account, and then I think you can vote on any petition that you see up there. Well, there was, uh, I think, that a major mistake that was made with this, and I mean, obviously, it's good for the, the folks in Texas and Louisiana and the other states that are, are really, they've got a lot of res- results thus far. Would have been better to phrase it, you know, Obama, will you allow any state who decides to secede to leave? Because then you wouldn't have to have 50 different uh, petitions circulating about. Because if anybody can sign it, then what does it matter if you've got 50 petitions versus just that one? It would be easier to promote just one petition, but now the cat's out of the bag. It's it's too late. Well, there are petitions that's uh, on there that say something to the effect of, um, take everybody who's signed one of these stinking petitions and deport them. Uh-huh. Yep, I've got that story. <laughs> that's, I mean, how utterly un-American. That petition, as of this afternoon, had around 1,500 signers, I think. Yeah. You're talking about the the stripping citizenship petition? Yes. And speaking to what you were saying earlier, Ian, Daryl has just put one together that says something along the lines of, will you pledge not to use violence against any of these people petitioning to secede from the U.S.? No, I think his was uh, any state or or group, basically. So any uh, you know tribe or state that wants to secede that that they should be able to. So his was like the the nationwide kind of uh, secession. By the way, the strip the citizenship from everyone who signed a petition to secede and to exile them is up to four thousand eight hundred eighty three signatures. Mr. President, please sign an executive order such that each American citizen who signed a petition from any state to secede from the USA shall have their citizenship stripped and be peacefully deported. Now, because it's peaceful when you take somebody out of their life <laughs> and peacefully deported right and and obviously these people want nothing to do with peace i mean they're supporting state uh, the state which is an organization of monopolized privilege on the use of violence but where you know the, what these people were asking was for their land their territory what as, as they understood it to be removed from the union they weren't asking to be physically removed where would they go and i mean you know the, basically they want to make people political prisoners it's absolutely ridiculous makes no sense mm-hmm so, I mean, you know, but whatever. It's just a mean thing to do. Uh, and obviously, it's what seems clear to me is if this is the United States, that therefore 13 states, I think it was 13 and uh, Vermont came along shortly thereafter, got together. Actually, under the Constitution, it would have been 14. Uh, 14 states get together, decide uh, that they want to do their little thing um, together and that they would be best served together. Then at any point, they should be able to leave. Two people get together. In a marriage, one or the other can leave anytime they want. Why in the world can states not make an agreement and then decide that that's not working for them anymore? 
Well, it's not in the best interest of the United States. Right. The people with the biggest weapons say no. That's the reason. And it's just a nod. All these people are trying to deport folks are just making a big old nod to the folks with the biggest weapons. They are sycophants. For sure. If a woman is not allowed to leave a marriage, the incentive to beat her grows... Right. I mean, you know, or, or, or vice versa. I mean, you know, if, if a person can't leave, then one, um, you know, lacks freedom in a particular area, then the person who has, you know, control over that freedom has no incentive to treat that person well in that area. Yeah. And my, uh, my logic was a little wonky there. I don't think that not being able to leave a marriage increases the incentive, but maybe decreases the disincentive. I would say it decreases the disincentive. Yeah, um, absolutely. There's there's times when everybody thinks the best solution to a problem is uh, striking another person. No doubt about it, but uh, probably not the best solution. Yeah, I wish I had the article here. I thought I had it in my show prep, but uh, I must not have copied that one where it actually gave you kind of the loopholes that they have that are built into where, you know, even even though Texas has well surpassed the 25,000 signatures, that basically uh, Obama's people can make their decision for they have they can have like some kind of legal out that gets them out of this and in fact they even apparently approved a petition early uh, they're supposed to get twenty five thousand signatures they approved and gave an answer <clears throat> gave an answer on one of them oh really when it only had thirteen thousand but this was for the White House beer recipe ah. That's good. Yeah. So uh, important things are really being taken care of. They're brewing uh, beer there at the White House. That's yeah. nice. Um, well, at least they've got their priorities straight, though. I mean, people want to hear about Bradley Manning and the war, but no, let's talk about beer. So, is this is the article you're talking about? It from the Weekly Standard? I haven't the slightest clue. Okay. Well, we'll uh, we'll check it out here during the break, and uh, bring it on back to you. Eight fifty five four fifty free. That's the SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. Give us your opinion on the state's seceding. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. You likely buy all kinds of things online. Amazon is the largest online retailer. You can get what you need at the same prices with free super saver shipping by going to shop.freetalklive.com. Please do your online shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, 855-453. That is the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about here on the uh, this live edition of Free Talk Live. I'm used to saying the live Sunday edition are, of Free, yeah. Free Talk Live. That's the edition that I usually am sitting behind this microphone, but uh, we don't say the live Sunday edition on the weeknight editions because no. that wouldn't make a lot of sense. It's one of those funny ways how smelling something or sitting in a certain chair can put you in a different frame of mind. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm, I'm not even in the frame of mind, apparently, to identify my, ourselves. My name's Mark. I'm uh, Johnny Brake Ray. And Ian here. <laughs> yeah, the, the phone lines are brought to you by SACL CAI. It's a company that does accounts receivable. If you've got a company, you need to try something new in the area of accounts receivable. SACL CAI can do it for you. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. Dot com, And we do thank Jason Osborne, the principal over there, for all of his support throughout the years. SACL, C-A-I. 
So here's what I want to know. I just asked on uh, Facebook and Twitter, is this a fad? Is this secession thing? I mean, because you had asked, how do you feel about secession? Well, I mean, most of our listeners are probably in favor of it that, you know, if they've been listening for a while. Um, I mean, I imagine there could be somebody out there that hates the idea. And if you're one of those people, we'd love to hear from you. If you're one of those people that wants to deport us, uh, then please, 855 Just for talking about free. But, uh, but is this a fad? Like, is this going to be a flash in the pan? Is secession talk going to be the, the, the craze for, like, a few days and it's just going to drop off the map? Or is this going to increase? Is this going to continue building momentum? Is it going to continue building steam? Well, if, if I had to give an opinion on that, is, is it seemed like the Democrats wanted to move to Canada when Bush was getting elected. Does mm-hmm. that sound right to you? Yeah. And uh, – I've heard Republicans talk about leaving the country when um, – and certainly right after Obama's um, uh, election, you saw the trending term uh, renouncing citizenship on Google. The term was trending. Hmm. But the difficulty for uh, the, from the for conservatives versus liberal is the mindset. Liberals say well, there's many other places in the world that uh, are advanced in, in other ways, that are progressed in other ways than the United States is, and the United States is a little bit backwards. However, the conservatives say, God, guts, and guns, America is the greatest country the world's ever seen. And how do – where do you go – when you live in the greatest country the world's ever seen, and that country really is just the red parts, and it's attached to the stupidest MFers around. Uh, You're talking they're, about they're that's blue. the viewpoint of the conservative. I think that that is the viewpoint of the conservative, and I speak as a person who formerly would have called mm. himself a conservative and would have called himself an ultra-conservative, has said the words, right of Attila the Hun, in reference to himself. <laughs> so, let's go to Jim in Daytona Beach, see what he has to say. Jim, you are on Free Talk Live. What is on your mind? Uh, yeah, let me tell you, I'm hearing a lot of people talking about secession. I heard it even before the election, and I'm hearing, like, even, for example, a fairly mainstream radio show like Glenn Beck. I heard him on the radio. He didn't use the word secession, but uh, caller after caller were calling in after the election, telling him how disappointed they were. And he said, move to Texas, move to Texas. Yeah. And then he went on to say, he said something very, very like code. He said this, he said, you never know what's going to happen. You know, this nation has taken different shapes over, you know, over the years. Mm. And, and you never know what's going to happen uh, with the shape and direction that different states go. He said something like that. I don't don't know exactly what it was. But let me tell you when secession becomes, it will become the top trending topic uh, on Twitter. When we see, and this will happen at some point here, probably in the next year, when the federal government steps in and starts using all of our taxpayer money that's pooled together to start bailing out these blue states, and I'm going to give you one specific example about California. This last week, uh, the city of San Francisco, uh, their health uh, council, whatever it's called, they had a vote, and they voted two to one in favor of the of the fact that if you live in San Francisco and don't have insurance, you can get gender reassignment surgery paid for by the city at a cost of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Now, those of us that live yeah, those of us that live in the red states, like I live in Florida, That's okay, I don't consider myself. I don't. I don't consider myself a a conservative. You're, you're right, purple. I don't consider myself a conservative per se. I consider myself more of a libertarian. But Florida has a balanced budget, and why should my money be sent to California to pay for that mm. type of? Uh, you know, uh, of of waste. And and that's just one example. But there will come a time. Here's how it's going to happen. The government will announce that the the federal 
Treasury, uh, the, the Fed, will begin to buy the municipal bonds of these states. And that, it wouldn't surprise believe, me. It's that's something we've been talking about here for at least a while regarding like California and Illinois, who are seriously in major financial difficulty, billions of dollars owed on pension plans that, you know, they just don't have any way of paying. Uh, it's, you know, the piper's going to come calling at some point and they're going to have to turn to the feds. I think you're absolutely right about that. And it seems yeah, like and that's, when, that's when I think those people, you know, that are in the states that have balanced budgets would have every right to say, hey, we don't want to be a part of this mess anymore. The group project is over. And it is funny, though, because look at the uh, movie that's coming out in, in, what, a week and a half, Lincoln, the big movie. Everybody's going to be talking about, what, secession and what Lincoln did. Interesting. And Lincoln was a very celebrated figure in history. But, boy, if you were uh, someone that was behind secession, you went to jail under Lincoln. Sure. I mean, well, even, if you were, uh, even if you were a journalist who questioned him, you'd go to jail, apparently. That's exactly right. Yeah, he absolutely ran it like a big government authoritarian. Hey, thank you, man. Definitely appreciate right. the uh, the commentary tonight. Anytime you get on board with social spending in general, you just throw you throw the door wide open for all this sort of th- sort of stuff. And um, the conservative types uh, are, I think, they're right on when it comes to uh, you know the idea that people sh- that you know the government. Uh, Largess tends to, it's not really largess, government welfare tends to incapacitate people sort of emotionally around work and, and that kind of thing. And that giving away, say, free uh, you know gender reassignment surgeries doesn't have the right sort of incentives behind it. I get where they're coming from. However, they often sound mean when they say it. They don't, uh, you know, and, and what they often do is they don't look at companies that are receiving all kinds of government subsidies and things like that and point the same finger with the same vitriol. You mean so, the conservatives don't do that. Right. Yeah. So what it comes off sounding like is hate towards minorities, whether those people are, uh, so, you know, ethnic minorities. We've had people call in the show so that sound black and say, look, we know that welfare recipients is just code for black people. When the fact is that blacks are a minority of people who receive welfare and, uh, you know, not necessarily who one would be talking about in that case anyway. But, you know, that's what it can sound like to people. They're they're code words. The caller was talking about code words, just more code words. Yeah, mean, just like denying federal funding for abortions is mean when it's simply a lot of people's highest value is life. And they don't necessarily want to ban it by law, but they simply don't want to be forced to pay for yeah. abortions. Yeah. And they're vilified. And, and it doesn't help that folks stand out in front of uh, abortion clinics with uh, pictures, large pictures of dismembered babies mm. when they could be going and uh, taking foster kids you know, into their homes. I mean, I think that that's a much more proactive way it's to— It's more productive yeah. rather than breaking something else down. It seems to me. 855-450-FREE. And give us a call. You know, comment on any of these subjects that we've brought up here. Do you think that it uh, that the secession's just a fad, or the Republicans just yelling and upset, or are they? Uh, is something really going to happen? Eight fifty five four fifty free free talk live.
On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, 855-453-FREE. That is the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-453-FREE. It's Mark with you. And Johnny Ray. And Ian. Ian's voice is kind of shot this evening. Should so be obvious to anyone who's listening. I'm sitting in the big boy chair. But it does show the dedication. Because I I tend to think that um, any other talk show host out there who you know had a life and a family and stuff like that probably wouldn't be sitting here right now. <laughs> That they would be off someplace. I don't know. What a a talk show host drink like hot lemon water and ginger or something? Oh, yeah, that's not a bad idea. I should do that. Yeah, it might be good for your voice. Gargle with a little salt. Some tea, some honey, some chamomile. Something like that. Some some booze. Don't forget that part. Real quick, I want to tell you about verbalsurgery.com. It is a podcast that I listen to. And. When I listen to it, I find it to be edifying, that it, uplifting, that it uh, it makes me feel better. Often, when I'm um, in a bad mood, I'll I'll, I'll remember ver- verbal surgery and. I'll go there in the first couple of minutes. I'm I tend to be cynical about the experience of listening, and oh, you know, it, the tone of voice that uh, that that Tim uses um, when he does the verbal surgery and that kind of thing. But what I always find every time without fail, is that after I've listened to about five minutes of verbal surgery at verbalsurgery.com, I feel better. I consider it just kind of my own mood magic. Verbalsurgery.com. Go out there, try it, and if you have the same experience I do, you can thank me. It's verbalsurgery.com. And also, archives. I want to tell you about archives for Free Talk Live. You can go get free archives of Free Talk Live at archives.freetalklive.com. We give them away free the last six years. We don't charge you. Every other show does because they stink. It's archives.freetalklive.com. Coming up, I've got some interesting numbers about the word secession and how many like Google searches are going on for that comparison I, to the last eight years. And on other topics related to the archives, Ian, I listened to your Playboy interview and I enjoyed oh, it thoroughly. Thanks. Meaning I, I was actually interviewed by... Playboy, uh, Playboy Radio. Right, it yeah. was great. You, you were good. Thanks, appreciate it. The uh, the ladies seemed to appreciate it. I knew who Miriam Gonzalez was before Did that you? interview. <laughs> She's a very beautiful lady, and I'm I'm impressed that you could, that you were there talking to the both of them. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. You can you can listen to that over at our publicity page at publicity. Let's go to the phones though. Daryl in Keene, New Hampshire. Daryl, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, so apparently you guys are still talking about the secession. Yeah. And all of the apparently petitions. everyone's talking about secession, so why shouldn't we? Uh, all of the petitions that are on the White House website. And apparently it's all 50 states now have one. Okay. So a couple of them are not searchable yet because they don't have the 150 required signatures to right. be searchable. Yep. 
but there are petitions. And there's also a petition that I put together. Uh, I can't take credit for all of the wording, but I have posted a link to this petition on the Free Talk Live Facebook page where it basically is a petition asking that President Obama give his assurance that should any state, territory, or tribe wish to divorce itself from the federal government, that he will not use force to prevent such divorce. You know, it sounds like a really great thing. You know, what you could do is you could go to freetalklive.com and link to it there uh, through the website. And I think that it would probably get as many, if not more, views uh, there. Because when somebody posts something to our Facebook page, they, Facebook does not give them the, the gravity, the importance. doesn't give them the floor, but I can, so I'm going to repost it to the Facebook and Twitter. Well, isn't that kind yeah. of you? Anything else, Daryl? No, that's it. Thanks for putting that up there. Keep up the good work, guys. I, I don't understand why other people didn't think of this uh, this idea before Daryl did. Um, as far as you know, why shouldn't look if Texas can secede, if Missouri can secede, if uh, Louisiana can secede? Well, right. I mean, that's why this is all kind of pointless at this point. Like having fifty different state petitions, it's divvy, it's divvying up all the efforts. But it does kind and- of shove. There's so many petitions out there being shoved in the White House right now. I see that, and I think there's some value in it to like. You know, to point out to folks, well, look, it's popular everywhere, but then again, it could be the same group of people signing for every single one of them. So why not just have that one petition? Of course, it's too little too late, I think, at this point, because the ball's kind of already rolling on the other ones. Plus, Texas has already crossed the threshold. So therefore, we'll get to find out what if any response comes up. I mean, I'm suggesting they're going to ignore it. We don't know yet what they're going to, to actually end up doing. And so whatever they, however they respond to Texas is how they would respond to the other 49. Now, Texas is, uh, I mean, to some extent, it's unique. If New Hampshire secedes, New Hampshire is another little country in the world of countries and uh, can be ignored. Texas, on the other hand, um, is one of the top 20 economies in the world as a state of the top 20 countries in the world as far as its economy as a state and that's a pretty big deal maybe in the top 30 but it's it it is substantial in and of itself and i would be very interested in uh, you know how this is all going to play out if texas does decide it really does want to be a uh, a, a country of its own it certainly wanted that in the past and it has that kind of attitude ian if texas seceded would you consider moving to texas uh no no, because I think that if Texas were to secede, you'd probably see other states secede as well. I can't imagine just one state seceding and that it would that would be the end of it. I, I can see that that would be the beginning of, of, you know, kind of the dominoes falling, so to speak. I wonder I if, think I'd sit and watch and wait and see what happened. Yeah, I wonder if Obama would get desperate like Lincoln did and or wish to preserve the union. Lincoln had a real advantage in that he was a, somewhat of an abolitionist, certainly not uh, you know the modern belief as uh, far as equality went, but an abolitionist nonetheless. Prior to his um, election as president, and he had the whole uh, you know slavery card from which to hide behind, and he kind of played it down the middle to some extent as far as uh, um, you know wanting black people to be freed, but not freed in America. Just send them back to Africa, that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, maybe Obama could round up all of us secessionists and ship us off to Liberia. Yeah, it's uh, it, I, I, Liberia sure wouldn't know it was coming, would it? Back no. to the question of would I move to Texas? Uh, no, because Texas is a scary place. Uh, there are a lot of uh, scary people there, and I wouldn't want to be around uh, the kind of 
the zeitgeist or whatever that would be there in Texas. Like, as far as I'm concerned, the Glenn Beck listeners should move to Texas. I think that's a that's a great idea. Let's get more of the the conser- ultra conservative types all in the same place. The simple fact that that Texas secedes doesn't necessarily mean it make it a place that I would want to go. Right, it won't make it more free necessarily. I mean, there are lots of sovereign countries out there. It doesn't mean I want to move to any of them. I want the most freedom possible for myself and a place that. I can earn uh, money and you know do well for me and my family. For me right now, the best I can come up with is the United States. If I thought that I could do better than the United States, I might certainly be working towards that. But moving yeah. is tends to be kind of a long term project, and it uh, it's costly. Well, and the Free State Project is a long term project as well. It's not to say I wouldn't leave if there were better prospects elsewhere. But as far as I'm concerned. The best prospects for liberty are with other liberty activists, and the liberty activists are moving to New Hampshire. So if Texas were to secede, uh, hopefully that would just spur on more secession and spur more you know, liberty activists to say, hey, I think I'd rather go to New Hampshire and help those guys because it sure would be cool to have a libertarian or liberty-oriented state secede rather than have to put up all these conservatives or the liberals on the West Coast or whatever because you, know, you might end up seeing the West Coast secede into New Pacifica or something like that. So. Let let everybody you know of a similar mindset move together. The Mormons to Utah, the liberals to New York and the West Coast, uh, the conservatives to Texas, and then let the the liberty minded folks alone. And I hope that they don't uh, you know stop people at the border of Texas and things like that. I think that's ridiculous. If people want to drive through on I ten or I four, they should abs- or, excuse me I ten or I. Uh, well, that's an interesting question, isn't it? How would the Texas people handle that? Would they look at the rest of the country at that point as being a threat, kind of like how they look at Mexico, because there are a lot of bigots uh, down there and anti-immigration zealots. So would they start to treat, you know, Arkansas and Colorado uh, in the same manner? I should hope not. I think that the biggest fear that they would have would be the federal government um, in that circumstance. And that would be my concern. 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL toll-free call in line. 855-450-3733. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio, podcast, satellite, webcam, and our live streams. But did you know you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere? Add this number to your phone, 213-493-0308. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Listen Lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 213-493-0308. That's 213-493-0308. Talk Live, 855-453. That is the SACL toll-free call-in line here on Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. Johnny Ray. And a sick Ian. And a, yeah, a sick Ian. Ian, I notice you've got uh, a bag of cozy chamomile herbal tea there. I do, yes. You know, I have a jug of rocket fuel-style moonshine next door. <laughs> yeah. it, it, uh, I, it goes perfectly with cozy right? chamomile. <laughs> I think it's against the rules to drink on, uh, on air here on Free Talk Live. I think uh, any FCC-licensed uh, uh, broadcast signal that is uh, against the rules to do such a thing. I also don't know if I would admit to having a jug of moonshine. Isn't that technically illegal? I don't know. Is it know. illegal to possess moonshine or to just make moonshine? I couldn't tell you. I'm pretty sure that it's illegal to possess marijuana, and it's not like you've never talked about that on the air. 
If I had to I guess, I've never said I possess marijuana. No, no, you've just said you smoked it. I've smoked it a in, bunch in, in my life. But that doesn't that kind of, to some extent, I may have quit yesterday. For all you know, uh, agreed, agreed. Um, I'm just saying that that uh, that does mean that at some point you possessed it. Well, it's not illegal to have possessed it I at see. some point. <laughs> you've never said that, uh, you know, out in your car, you've got a big old bag. That's right. Or something like that. No. Which would be ironic because uh, I'm driving a police cruiser. <laughs> My guess about the <laughs> the laws surrounding the manufacture of alcohol is for a guy like me without the connections and licenses, it's illegal to make it and it's, of course, illegal to sell it. I think it's legal to possess it. That's there. Yeah, that was my ultimate question. Oh, okay, then never mind. You can have a jug of uh, moonshine. That's that's a good deal. Hey, Mark, uh, trends, Google Trends. Do we need to talk about anything else before that? Uh, no, go ahead with your uh, Google Trends story. So there. we've been we've been talking about secession and uh, how you know all of a sudden it's blowing up in the news. There's there's coverage at various different websites about these. Uh, the petitions, Texas, Louisiana, something like 30, 50 states now, some people are saying. Uh, there's a lot of – People are saying all 50 petitions. states have a petition in to secede from the union. Yeah. And by that, they mean some people uh, have put well, in a petition to the White House. Are they petitions to secede or petitions to say, hey, let us – leave us alone if we secede? Something like that. Uh, they're written in different ways, but generally the term secession is getting thrown about in in all the coverage about this. The petitions are explicitly secessionist. People are using the term secede and, and secession. And so I went to Google Trends to see, because you had said something about, uh, there. one of you had said something about uh, the, the Google Trends that showed secession is I did. Is and it actually, it was uh, renouncing citizenship. Uh, renunciation oh, okay. of citizenship was what was trending, according to Simon Black, the Sovereign Man blogger. Well, I'm looking here at the Google Trends. I put in the word uh, secession, and then I added secede to it, and they give you a little uh, graph where it shows you both words and you know how uh, popular they are. The term secede is jumping up a lot faster and higher than secession is, but they are both on a huge uptick. Uh, I'd like right to now. see the trends of uh, words that look like or sound like secede or I, succeed. I did put in <laughs> succeed. I misspelled it as S U C C E E D because the correct spelling is S E C E D E. This has and to be the most misspelled word in the English language. I figured uh, there would be a big boost in succeed as well, but there yes. was not. There was actually not a significant okay. boost there. So people are getting it right, apparently. They're spelling it right. And, and of course, Google tends to correct misspellings as well. So maybe it's it's counting, you know, it's, it's correcting itself here. It may. Uh, but... If you look back, so are people talking about seceding right now? As I said, it's it's huge. I mean, okay. right now the uh, secession and secede are at the the peak trend that they've ever been on Google. Mm. And if you go back in the years, uh, they let you go back to 2004. So presumably, as long as Google Trends has been around, uh, you get to look back over all these years. You can zoom in on the current days if you want, but it's interesting to see. Hmm. 2004, when George Bush was elected a second time, there was a decent amount of people searching for secession. Uh, a and lot of like a, a decent spike. The second highest spike, uh, I believe. Yeah. The second highest spike in secession was back in 2004. Interestingly, you don't see the same thing in 2008 with Barack Obama's first election. Hmm. There is absolutely no spike worth mentioning there in 2008. 
That's interesting. I mean, I'm 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 kind of a little bit surprised by that. I well, would right, think. because it seems like a partisan thing, and that's kind of the, one of the downsides of the timing. Also, on this. if you would listen to the lefty types, they would tell you that if you talk about secession, that you're a black hating bigot. And this was the 2008 was the election of the first black president, and mm-hmm. fr- frankly, I think it's the very best thing about that president. And the you know the, you would think that if 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 uh, the people that talk about secession are black hating bigots, then that should have been the all time high search. And you say there is nary a blip. Mm, no, in fact, in two thousand and eight, uh, it looks like August it was down a little bit. Uh, September and November, pretty much even keel. I mean, it's a little bit up over the rest of the year in two thousand eight in election season, but it's not a huge spike like you see in two thousand four. And I, when I'm saying spike, I mean right around election time in two thousand four, and right. similarly right around election time here in twenty twelve. Uh, so, and then there's another spike sometime in looks like um, May of two thousand nine for some reason. So I don't know what happened there. I but. couldn't tell you either, but... Um. Oh, wait. Okay, here it is. Uh, it's there, It actually coincides with the ABC News story, Is Texas Going to Secede? So that was back when Rick Perry... Rick I Perry believe, had said the out. word secession, and yes. uh, that Texas got very excited about it. I think Texas really could be one of those states to secede. It has the economic strength to do so. It has the sort of uh, historical gravitas to do so. It uh, When well, you go to Texas... That, yeah, there are, there's the Texas... There's been a Texas secessionist movement for quite a while, the New Texas Republic or something like that. I mean, that's essentially what the Lone Star State means. It means F all the rest of you. Mm. We are Texas. And I... You know, I mean, it's the one, one of the things that I really respect about Texas is is that they say that they can make it on their own, and I think they could. They're the largest state in the uh, continental or the contiguous forty-eight, and I think that that uh, you know that holds something to it. They've got a large population, and uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see they they do reasonably well with keeping their sort of budgets under control and that kind of thing too. Uh, some words about the courage of politicians since the. Since this secession, whitehouse.gov secession thing has been going on for the past couple of days, Governor Rick Perry has come out and stated publicly that he is not for secession. Now he's not for secession. Uh-huh. I wonder why that is. This I is- Because he's, cause he's a player in the federal government game, and he stands to lose a lot should secession his boots done got a little cold. Some of the modifiers here to the search term secession or secede, Texas secession, the number one related search uh, regarding this was in the last this is the last 30 days. We're not looking at the whole time here. Uh, Texas number Texas secession second below that states secession below that secession 2012. The word secede secession petition and so on and other variants on those. And then they actually give you the regional map. Where are the inquiries coming from in the U.S.? Texas uh, is the top with oh, – excuse me, Georgia is actually the top with 100 on the search volume Georgia index. had two at the WhiteHouse.gov, and just to play into the toothless redneck meme uh, for Georgians, uh, somebody had actually failed to capitalize the name of their state when they put it up there at WhiteHouse.gov. <laughs> I mean, good lord, people. <laughs> Get out there. <laughs> I'm not A saying – you're, you... you're stuck in the past, Mark. Nobody capitalizes anymore. <laughs> Certainly not if you're from it's Georgia, too many right? Keystrokes. <laughs> You know, every state has their other state that they pick on, and for Florida, that other state is Georgia. And I, 
you know, obviously not every citizen of Georgia is responsible for one Georgian choosing to not capitalize their uh, petition at WhiteHouse.gov, but they didn't do Georgians any favors when they did that. I suppose. So the uh, after after Georgia, it's Texas at a close second, and then Missouri and North Carolina and Virginia are right around the same uh, search levels. Ian, you said the where's New Hampshire? Ian, not even uh, ranking. Secede spiked in two thousand four. Correct, right at the election uh, time. I was reading about secession earlier, preparing for the show, and Vermont, the second Vermont Republic, was founded in two thousand three. And that was they. Vermont seems to have a pretty credible secessionist movement. Comments? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that's that Vermont has you know that that group has done a very good job at promoting itself in secession. The Second Vermont Republic group, when they fielded candidates, as I understand it, when they fielded candidates for governor and lieutenant governor in Vermont, their lieutenant governor candidate did actually receive more than five percent of the vote. And for a third party to be able to you know, pull something like that. That's that's pretty impressive. I mean, the libertarian here candidate for governor didn't do, you know, he didn't even get 3%. Now, to be fair, their candidate for governor also did not do as well. Uh, but their lieutenant governor candidate uh, pulled in more than 5%, which, you know, that's not too pretty bad. good. There was a, a polar Vermont rural studies or some such thing that polled Vermonters exit polling at elections and 13% were in favor of secession, possibly. Cool. I got more numbers here that uh, should be of interest. I've got an article, too. 855-450-FREE. SACL toll-free call in line. Eight. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. Free Talk Live, 855 free. That is the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. It is Mark with you. I am Neptune. <laughs> now you gotta I'm a frozen that. gas giant. That's pretty good. I'm the farthest from the earth. <laughs> you <laughs> may also call me Johnny Ray. That's, that's pretty good. You, you did a good job. Now, if you go to YouTube.com, you search for The Solar System Song, you will see what I was berating Ian and uh, and Johnny Ray with during the, the segment, uh, the, last, the, the, the last break there. You were just sharing with us that uh, Jack, your son, is very into this particular song. <laughs> and really because of that, you have learned a lot about the solar system. This Everything. I mean, he's, he's so into it. But it's it's a it's a catchy little song. If you have yourself a a, a child between oh I don't know the ages of perhaps uh, three and nine, they might find the solar system song to be uh, something that they would be interested in. Whatever you do, don't have him listen to Sam's call from last night. Why? Is he all, yeah, he's of the moon. Yeah, because he might find out that uh, apparently. Uh, who was it? Stanley Kubrick allegedly filmed the uh, the fake the moon landing for the government. 
That could really shatter his dreams. You know, there is... Okay, so Jack has been... This is the problem with YouTube, is YouTube is all full of unorthodox bullcrap. And mm. what he will do is he'll go and he'll follow the other the links that, that show up at the end. You know, there's another pretty thing. About planets and that sort of thing. Right. So mm-hmm. he's learning about this concept of nemesis. Are you aware of this? No. Okay. And I don't... I want to stop him. I, I do not like unorthodox, uh, you know, lesson plans. Don't like them. This is the conservative in me says... No, you may not listen to this. And he, but this nemesis is this uh, star that maybe, maybe in like some 25 year old, 25 million year elliptical orbit with the sun, and it hmm. may throw crap into the solar system and it may affect, um, you know, life on Earth and, um, you know, the other planets in, in ways. There's no life on the other planets that we know of, but it, it may affect the other planets. And so it's like a. a science conspiracy scare tactic it's kind of that and i don't know i mean you know there's we're we're not in we're not in the proof realm of mm-hmm. nemesis yet and also he found uh this uh this preacher guy talking about how dinosaurs were from the last 4,000 years ago. And I mean, I just about flipped my lid. But this guy had pictures and models of dinosaur parts, Mm. and Jack wanted to see this. And he was, you know, like, I couldn't shut him down. I'm, I mean, really, I I did not want Jack to see this at all. And it wasn't me controlling myself. It wasn't me sitting there thinking this. It was me attempting to stop him from listening. And that didn't go well. Um, He wanted to to listen to that. Right. I mean, at this age, he's not going to have the critical faculties to be able to question these claims, right? Like he's just going to absorb it all. Is he not? I mean, he doesn't have that ability. I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't think that he has, you know, I, I talked to him about the ideas of dinosaurs and things like that. I think that he wants to see the show, the see the guy showing parts mm-hmm. of dinosaur parts that he had reconstructed and stuff like that. And I don't think that he was actually listening to the, you know, um, cavemen played with dinosaurs nonsense. The Adam and Eve rode, rode stegosaurus and that kind of thing. Anyway, I'm Ian and uh, Johnny Ray definitely deserves the award for most uh, creative <laughs> name delivery on Free Talk Live. Like not just tonight. But you, on a regular basis, have some very creative uh, ways to deliver that information. I try to make myself stand out a little bit, but sometimes I cringe when I'm listening to the show the next day. And I think to myself, just just be Johnny Ray and don't try and tell some stupid joke. <laughs> I think you've done, you've done fine. Hey, we've been talking about secession, and it's a big trend right now on the Internet. I know, Mark, you say we got calls, so we should go to that. That's right. It's Free Talk Live. Let's go to Bo calling from Laconia. Bo, you're on Free Talk Live. That's Laconia, New Hampshire. That's right. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Good. Bo. What's, what's on your mind? Well, I just had a quick thought, actually. Um, I, I, listened, I was listening to you guys talk about uh, Google Trends and checking out uh, um, how popular secession has been. Mm-hmm. Um, and I decided to go ahead and type in voluntarism, and I noticed that uh, it's actually still uh, going on its uh, um, – it's still peaking. It still hasn't actually gone down Interesting. in the same form that secession has, too. Well, the secession um, one has so, only been going for a few days. I imagine the voluntarism one has been lasting longer than that. Uh, it's pretty short. Huh, um, interesting. I would I would pull it up and check it out. I haven't okay. zoomed into it. But, you know. Yeah, I will certainly do that. 
Hey, by the way, Bo is the editor of the Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree. So if y'all haven't seen that yet, uh, you should do that at VictimlessCrimeSpree.com. We are in the process of putting the DVD together, the special edition director's cut uh, DVD that will be available at some point in early 2013. We haven't nailed down the release date yet because we're still putting the finishing touches on it, but... I saw some preview pictures today of uh, you know like the menus that are going to be on the DVD, that sort of thing. And Bo, I'm pretty excited, and thank you for doing a great job with that. I'm not, uh, not a problem. I'm really excited myself. Awesome. Is there anything else you wanted to share? Just uh, the details on voluntarism. Uh, that's that's pretty much it. Thanks, thank so. you, man. Appreciate it, man. Eight fifty five four fifty free, and so, you've got some trenders. I got more Google Trends information here, and not, not to bore anybody with statistics, but we were talking in the last hour. I think this hour. is important. It's interesting. We were talking in the last hour about how the words secession and secede, when you look them up on Google Trends, there's a huge spike over the last few days. And if you look at over the full last eight years that Google Trends has been around, you look at two thousand and four. Uh, the, the big spikes on this particular search term, these search terms, there was one in 2004, right at around the, the week of the election. There was a big spike then. There's also a big spike right now. Now, the spike now is larger than the spike was then, but the one in 2004 is about the second largest spike. There's another one in 2009, which was a big spike. It was in the middle. It wasn't during an election or anything like that, but 2009 just kind of in the middle of the year when Rick Perry made a statement about secession, and then there was a big spike of news searches for that. But in this case, was telling you about how the current search because uh, you can you know narrow down the the view as you like. So if you look at the last thirty days worth, you can see where the searches are coming from. Texas and Georgia, the two hottest search locations for the term secession. Both red but, states. But if you go back and look at two thousand and four, then the locations of the search term change. Blue states. It goes to California and New York. Hmm. So the idea that, you know, liberals wouldn't search for secession, probably well, not the case. It's not. I mean, this isn't conclusive. Obviously, there's conservatives in California and New York and liberals in Texas and Georgia. It's pretty conclusive. George Bush was elected for the second time in 2004. At that point, California and New York spiked for secession. Obama's elected for the second time in 2012. At that point, Texas and Georgia, as well as some other states, spike for secession. I tend to agree with your um, assertion, uh, your con- the conclusion that you came with. It's probably with. not Republicans in California and New York that are angry about George Bush being elected and are looking for secession in Could 2004. Be. And I think that there'd be nothing better for, uh, you know, I, I, I think that the, the federal government and most, if you go back and read the Federalist Papers and, and these kind of things, you'll find that the arguments for federalism have really you know all those things have been addressed i don't think we're going to find england attacking the united states if it breaks up into you know 50 or a dozen different sort of regional um you know republics or whatever it is i don't see necessarily every state being all for itself but i i do think that uh, these arbitrary lines many of them straight uh, that make up these uh, these states have have you know importance to people i can't see states giving up territory that just doesn't mean much make much sense to me i think it's very unlikely that california and uh, oregon are going to give up property uh, that they consider to be theirs and to uh, create the give 50, it up to whom the 51st state of jefferson 
Oh, I see what you're saying. But to I, have a state, a, a section of Oregon and California secede yeah. from Oregon and California, but yet stay in the, the the union. But there are politicians that really would benefit um, on the state level from you know by their perceptions increased power by uh, you know seceding from the United States. Well, so, sure, the state could start printing money at that point, and that would be an increased power for it's those. It's dangerous, dangerous thing, and I would hope that here in New Hampshire, if we see such a thing, that uh, you know we will have uh, established the ideas of sound money. And I think this is the most important issue facing any country, including the United States, right now, is sound money. But People I asked are arguing the, about the deck chairs, and um, you know, there's a hole in the boat. I had asked the question on Facebook and Twitter earlier. Is this just a fad? Is this just going to spike for a short bit, go down again, and people are going to forget about it and, you know, just become, you know, roll over and do whatever they're told? Or is it going to continue? And I've got some responses on that, so we'll share those here in moments. Take your calls, too. 855-450-FREE. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends. You like Free Talk Live. Like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook. Eight fifty-five, four fifty-three. That is the SACL toll-free call-in line here on Free Talk Live. It is Mark with you, Johnny Ray, and Ian. Eight fifty-five, four fifty-three, and uh, we have been talking about all evening secession um, here. You know, it seems to be trending on WhiteHouse.gov and and all across the the interwebs through the tubes in all different places. And uh, you know, I think that it's I think it's good for people to be talking about this. I'm. I think that the path to secession personally is through nullification, but I think that the, the, the you know very just the the idea that people are talking about it gives um, gives more power to folks because they're saying that they can cut the bonds with uh, the with this governmental entity that claims to own us all, and I think that's a powerful thing. Um, another way to cut ties is to stop using their money as best you can. Uh, the Federal Reserve note is a note created from debt. And it, it it's, it's not even possible for that debt to be paid off because of the interest on the debt. Um, if all of your currency has interest on it, how can you find more currency to pay for the interest uh, that's of the currency that exists? doesn't make any sense. Uh, currency of value, there's one that's been created recently for the Internet. It is open source, peer-to-peer currency that can be sent and received on the Internet virtually, uh, instantaneously, and free. It's the Bitcoin. You can find out about Bitcoin at weusecoins.org, and you can get your own free online wallet at blockchain.info. Uh, they've got encryption techniques there, and it, they never have access to your money. In fact, they can't even know how much money you're sending or receiving. With a blockchain wallet, you can even send Bitcoins to people via their email, uh, to your Facebook friends, or to anyone's cell phone number in just about any country around the world. And they offer all that for free. You can get your Bitcoin wallet today at blockchain.info. Mark, earlier you mentioned Simon Black. I read something from him last week that said, as of 2011, I believe, government spending on debt service and unfunded mandates exceeded the 
total revenue, total current revenue of the the U.S. government. So that so, can't be good, right? Yeah. So the government could eliminate the military and every other bureau, all discretionary spending, and we'd still, <laughs> still be in the hole the <laughs> by. Five hundred billion. I don't something know about you, like but that. I'm not in that hole. I know you said we would be in the hole, but I I didn't consent to those uh, debts, so I don't really feel like I owe any of it. I'd like to point out the important this, point that th- th- there's two important programs that are not discretionary, and that's uh, Medicare and Social Security. Now, Medicare currently um, the it's twenty five. The people who are receiving Medicare for every dollar they get, they pay it in twenty five cents. This is not. These people did not earn this program. I'm talking about seniors here. Yes, I'm talking to you if you're over the age of 65. You did not earn Medicare. Medicare, the, Every dollar you're getting from Medicare, you paid in one quarter. And it's not incumbent upon me to pay the other 75 cents. It's not incumbent upon my son to pay for the debt for your uh, medical care. I understand uh, medicine's expensive, and the fact that you relied on the government to take care of that for you, I'm sorry. I, I, you know, I, I, I don't well, want bad are. things for your for yourself, but that's not it's it's not fair to uh, lay that out on the American public. Sure, it's not fair, Mark. But there you are, to, uh, sounding uncompassionate, like you were talking. About I feel I, I feel compassion for these people, but yeah. I want to make it. I, I need to speak clearly, don't I? Like but really, what, what can you know? What's the solution for those folks? Though I mean, it's it's one thing for you to stamp your feet and say it's not fair, but I, what do you do? I, about I don't it? think I'm stamping my feet. I think I'm saying, please don't. Act like I'm responsible for paying for your medical care. I wasn't here when you were younger. I know you may have paid for other people's retirement or whatever in that time frame, but the fact that you managed to get 51% of your friends together to vote against about 49% of my friends for whatever the reason was that you, for everything you want, it doesn't make it right. I think once the people, broadly speaking, once and if, they took the responsibility for charity on themselves and giving charitably to create a giving to create a better world it took that responsibility on themselves instead of shuffling it off to faceless government mm-hmm. then then the the world and the outlook for some of these people who were given a raw deal vis-a-vis social security would be much much better brighter and rosier but but that's a it's not a solution though i mean if you were to able to get back your money that that the government forcibly took from you through social security threatened to put you in jail over if you didn't give it to them threatened to put your employer in jail over if they didn't uh, pay it off if you had your money back you'd be able to have invested it in the past better and now you would have more money it's a true statement but i mean it's not a solution that's not not what i heard him say he was talking about the future of you know if we for instance, if Texas secedes or anyone secedes, then all of a sudden, you know, the federal government's probably not going to be interested in cutting anyone in those states a social security check at that Indeed. point. Yeah. And so and they're going to have their government, right? Something has to money. Something has to happen uh, at that point because those people are still going to be expecting to be taken care of. Uh, not to say that anyone's obligated to take care of them, but you know, people care about each other, and uh, folks have family. I want people to be and, taken care of, absolutely. Right. And so, that, all I heard Johnny Ray saying is, you know, once you get the faceless government out of the out of the picture, then people who care will actually be the ones that step up to help out and to come up with solutions that can, you know, solve these problems. Yeah. Is that I understand you correctly? That's quite right. And in some ways, the environment there's no solution for where we're at. Investments, the efforts of Americans for 
tens and tens of years, hundreds of years, I'm just going to say tens for now, have been have been invested poorly building weapons and shuffling papers in bureaucratic offices, and you can't go back in time and you undo can't. that. can't undo it. And I agree with you. I agree with you. The solution, there really aren't any solutions that are easy solutions. There's no easy solution to the Social Security problem. I shouldn't have to put money into this program that I may not even live for. Uh, you, you know, I mean, one of the things that we've talked about here on Free Talk Live is, is that, uh, I mean, rich people live longer than poor people. White people live longer than black people. Women live longer than men. For every poor black, for every three poor black men paying into welfare, one rich white woman paying into Social Security, uh, old people welfare, uh, one rich white woman is collecting it. It doesn't make any sense and it's not fair they're going to be people that poorly plan for their retirement and they absolutely are going to be there but if you incentivize that behavior i.e through social security you're only going to get more people that don't prepare for retirement i wish i was a rich white woman (laughs) (laughs) so i've got some answers to the question i asked earlier on facebook and twitter People are talking about secession. Is it just a fad? You know, is this going to be, be something that uh, shrivels up and dies and people just you know, bend over for the state at this point? Or are we going to see continued growth and discussion about the idea of secession? I think bend over is probably going to be the uh, 2016 Re- Republican nominee. <laughs> bend over. <laughs> Jeremy Sean Hancock writes on our Facebook, Republicans just upset their status or are just upset that their status lost. They are a dramatic bunch. <laughs> Josh Nepier <laughs> writes, probably so, but it's an awesome time for activism, meaning that probably it'll die off. Uh, Michael Kirk says, just a fad. I wouldn't even sign one of these petitions. The government might add me to a list. I've signed it. I'm not scared of their list. Cody O'Connor writes, apparently Glenn Beck is talking about all the conservatives leaving the East and living with the land. I can deal with that. More room for us. <laughs> uh, more of your responses here in moments. And we'd like your calls as well at 855 855- 450 free. It's Free Talk Live. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and two XM channels. FTL has also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can give us a call, talk about whatever you want to talk about here on Free Talk Live. It's Mark. Johnny Ray. And Ian. And, you know, most of the evening we've been talking about the idea of secessionism, or at least the, 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 the sweeping meme, the, uh, the mood that's uh, traveling across the country. The zeitgeist. Yeah, zeitgeist is uh, probably the right word. It's just so overused. And, I know. I've used it twice tonight. Yeah, it's, it's a, it is a fun word to use, though. Um, it means the, the, the mood spirit of the times. Yes, mood of the times, yeah, spirit of the times. Zeitgeist. Anyway. Um, you can give us a call at 855-450-FREE and uh, give us a call. Tell us what you think about this subject. Let's go right into the phones here and uh, talk to, is it Wilma in Atlanta, Georgia? Wilma, 
You're yeah. on Free Talk Live. Yeah. How are you? All's well. Hey, great. Good. Uh, with the matter of succession, yes. I think that the collective individual that signed the petition who wish to succeed need to either form their own particular state, because all of them are bigots, and they need to form a bigot state uh, separate from the United States of America. I believe that Obama is a is the president that is trying to unify this country and try to serve the needs of all people. And people that talk about African Americans only voting for him because he's black, you know, well, Herman Cain was black too. Well, and I have to say, I disagree. Uh, I agree. I agree and I disagree. And what I agree with is that the bigots should move to their own state. I think that's a great idea. Let's get all the bigots together so they can leave our society. But what I disagree right. with is that everyone who signed one of those petitions is a bigot. I signed one of those petitions. And I, I did too. And I would have signed it if George W. Bush, uh, you know, if they'd been around when George W. Bush were president. This, for me, has nothing to do with who's in charge of the federal government. For me, it has something to do with not wanting anything to do with the federal government. Government. Can you understand, you know, does that make any sense? I understand your perspective, but I wasn't saying that everybody that signed the petition was the bigot. You did say that. that I, I, I say the majority of the people, based on the comments that I've heard throughout the day on talk radio, you know, a lot of them have a problem with an uh, African-American president, and that's the reason they wanted to succeed, because I've never heard any talk of succession prior to this administration. So, well, you know, from my, my the, frame of thought in drawing that conclusion is based on 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 how Wilma have, from how the Google out. Trends that we were looking at. Uh, it's Wilma, right? It's Wilma uh, yeah. from the Google Trends we were looking at. There was talk of secession about back in 2004 when George Bush was uh, elected for the second time. So, uh, just because you haven't heard the talk doesn't mean that people haven't been considering this uh, from both sides for a long time. And I'm not on either of those sides. I don't want anything to do with Republicans or Democrats controlling me and my life. And I don't feel okay, like Barack so Obama is trying to bring me together. He's trying to do what George Bush did, which is invade other countries, kill innocent people around the world, and tax uh, people to death. I'm not interested in that. This White House well, gov. You know, well, I disagree with that. I do don't you disagree? Think, he's I killing think, innocent people around the world. I think. I, I think George. I think Barack Obama inherited a situation that that calls for diplomacy in order to get out of it. And of course diplomacy. there's going to be casualties in that. Are there diplomats that they're dropping out of those drones? Because <laughs> they go boom. Do diplomats go boom now? Well, you know, you call it whatever you want to. I call it's it murder. Not- I call it you're making excuse for killing. That's what I call no, it. Well, you know, nobody ever made excuses for George Bush. The and hell they did. Excuses. People made excuses all the and time. he voluntarily went in to murder people. I, I, you know, I don't oh, think Obama's, Barack Obama's murdering people against his will, meaning he he's not choosing to do these things. Well, he inherited a, a, an armed forces with situations in So place. he inherited a band of killers, and he just decided, absolutely, I can't do anything about this. And even though I'm their commander in chief, even no, though he's their he, commander in chief, Wilma, you're saying he can't yeah, do but anything. He inherited. A, you you got to understand, he inherited no, I a don't. situation. Well, you know, he can change the, the situation here. as the commander in chief. You know, he can. Do you understand, Wilma, that he can just say, OK, everybody come home now. And then they can they, and then they come home. He hasn't done that. OK. And so and then those people that are angry with us for, from all of the, ang- the the anger that has already been uh, created from the previous administrations. And I put a plural on that and I won't mm. even just stop with George W. Bush. 
but the previous administration, everybody just gets up and goes home, and who's to say they're not going to get murdered while they're trying to leave? Now, that's, uh, you sound like a conservative uh, with that statement, the old kind of statement well, that, well, I we mean, can't I'm leave a, because they'll hurt us. I'm a conservative Democrat. Huh? I'm a conservative Democrat. Ah. All of us are not just liberal all over the place. Some of us have a thought process. <laughs> Well, I, I think that I don't think it's, it, I think very it's good to, think, to advocate killing people. I, I think that first off, um, what we need to understand is a Barack Obama initiated uh, uh, forces into Somalia, into Central Africa, Libya, into Yemen, right? Yemen, and into uh, Libya. So he didn't inherit those conflicts; those are his own, and he owns them. Mm, good point. Um, and but he did inherit conflicts in Iraq and Afghanistan. In the situation with Iraq, he was he didn't get the troops out of Iraq on his own volition. The the Iraq Iraqi people um, through their government, let's call it the Iraqi government, was attempting to hold United States soldiers uh, responsible for their actions through their court system there. So Obama decided to remove them. He asked them not to do that. And uh, when they said that they were going to do it, then he decided to remove troops. So I'm not going to say that he. Because because of, of situations that were already put in place, I believe that he inherited something. And he had to be reactionary in order to contain the situation as best he could. I do not believe that he relishes killing people. I, I, I think that is a bitter taste left in his mouth. I, you know, I do you think that George Bush relishes killing people? I absolutely do. There you go. I mean, How do yeah. you explain? It sounds you, like a partisan to me. Yeah, Alan, you totally Obama. sound like well, that. Well, you know, I'm saying I'm, I'm a conservative Democrat. It doesn't mean I, I, I that, that I, you know, t- we're not conservatives on this show. So, I mean, I'm not a liberal well, either. I'm saying conservative, I'm, and I'm, I'm actually an independent. You know, I'm independent. First, she's, cons- she's a liberal, you know, then I'm, a I'm conservative just Democrat. I'm Great. So, and and Wilma, I, I do, and you 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 brought up people voting against Barack Obama because he's black, and I think that it's important that her, to point out that Herman Cain was the front runner with of the Republican Party for like a month during the primary. I don't think that the vast majority of Republicans out there will choose not to vote for somebody based on their color. As a you know, as and I use Herman Cain as proof on this. I think that there are people that will not vote for Barack Obama because of his color, and I. Think think that there are people that voted for Barack Obama because of his color. And I think that there's yeah, probably just as many people. Of, I think there are a lot of conservative, right-wing, middle, middle of the road, independents, or whatever you want to call them, whatever their political affiliations are, vote for their particular candidates. They are so accustomed to voting for white guys that when you get a, a, a people of color thrown into the mix, I would never vote for Her, Herman Cain. I wouldn't give a flying fig what color he is. Right, and I don't care what color he is either. Let me ask you this, Wilma. Let me ask you this, Wilma. What percentage of people do you think voted against Barack Obama because of his color? What percentage of America? I probably would say uh, definitely 60% of the Caucasian uh, uh, electorate. 60% 60% of white people voted against Barack Obama? Absolutely. I think I think that you're talking about probably 40% of white people voted for Barack Obama. So you're yeah, saying that every white person You're saying every I white person that vote, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to be clear here. You're saying that 60 percent of white people um, didn't vote for Barack Obama because of his or voted against Barack Obama because of his color. And about 40 percent of people that, that did. This is the reality. About 40 percent of white people voted for Barack Obama. So therefore, just about every white person that didn't vote for Barack Obama didn't do it because of his color. Is that what your claim is? Well, exactly. My God, Wilma, you're a bigot. 
Well, I'm not a bigot. You are a bigot. You're saying that every white person, that just about every white person that didn't vote for Barack Obama didn't do it because of his color. And that, you know, the only people that are not bigots, only white people aren't bigots are the ones that voted for Barack Obama. I'm not a I'm I'm not a bigot, but I am the victim of, of bigotry. I bet you have been, but um, you know, I mean, that doesn't that doesn't preclude you from being a bigot. I voted for none of the above, and I'm not a bigot. I didn't vote for Barack Obama. I can I cannot vote for Barack Obama and not be a bigot. I'm for secession, and I prefer black well, people to know, white I people. I, you know, we will agree to agree because I don't believe that you're a bigot. Otherwise, you would not even be engaging in this conversation. Indeed, with indeed. Thank you. Thank you for all your time, Wilma. Appreciate the call. Eight fifty-five. Free Talk Live, 855-453. That is the SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. It's Mark with you. Johnny Ray. And Ian. Here on Free Talk Live. If you're looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear, it is camping season in any parts of the country, manventureoutpost.com carries the name brands you want at the lowest prices. Ammunition, knives, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, optics, Firearm accessories, archery, air guns, holsters, water purification, tents, apparel, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com. They're family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau, and they've got the lowest prices. You can go check for yourself. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Again, it's ManVentureOutpost.com. So in that last segment, Ian, um, it's... It's always touchy for uh, basically what is going to appear to be three white guys talking to a black lady about the uh, concept of racism, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's not going to go – I think one needs to be very careful. And what I heard Wilma say, and I'm not 100 percent sure that she meant this, she said that essentially 60 percent of white people uh, that voted were – bigoted as i understood what she was saying now let's assume that um, since about 40 percent of white people voted for barack obama that she's not saying that every white person that voted for mitt romney is a bigot that in fact what she's saying is 60 percent of white people that voted for mitt romney are bigots because that's the best way i can interpret this um what she was saying and it still isn't very easy to interpret this i think is a really mixed up view of race um, in this country. And I think that people that have been the largest recipients of racism historically tend to be the people that have the most uh, fear and hate around the subject. And makes sense. I use that. I'm using myself as an example. I spent eight years, six months and 21 days in uh, one of the, uh, you know, part of that in one of the toughest prisons in the state of Florida. Um, the, the white to non-white population in there ranged somewhere between nine to one and 12 to one. I went in a person who didn't care about race one bit and I came out a bigot. Hmm. And the reason, and and that's changed for me over time. um, And the reason that I came out that way was I was scared. 
I, you know, I mean, it, the, the, the racial racial conversations, racial moods in prison aren't the best. You're not dealing with the nicest folks. And I essentially you kind of huddle up in groups. And once you start, a group is defined by the people it excludes. And I'm going to own the fact that I've been a bigot in my life. But what it does is it gives me the opportunity to look at what I was thinking at the time because mm-hmm. I can know what that's like. And you you get you, because of your particular perspective you get warped on its view i don't i know people voted against barack obama because of his color i'm not naive i don't think it's as near as many as wilmoth said though. i tend to think and you know this is a number that i was talking i was on the phone with my friend julian who happens to be black and we were talking about this particular um, subject and we came to the conclusion together this wasn't me um that Probably about 6% of the people that voted for Barack Obama voted for him because he was black, and about 6% of people voted against him because he was black. Now, that's our view. That's the view of one black guy and one guy who refuses to uh, you know, pick a race but looks an awful lot like a white guy. Um, and, you know, That's our opinions. Wilma's was 60%. Now, I can't see how you can look at the Herman Cain winning of the Republican primary and people were excited about him. They were excited about the fair tax. They were excited about nine, 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 and think that the majority of Republicans are bigots. You know, if I were to walk down, uh, you know, Main Street and have racial epithets yelled at me, you know, on a regular, consistent basis, like if I couldn't walk down a street without having something nasty said to me about my race, then I might think that a significant percentage of the population, at least in my area, were racist. And a significant but, po- percentage of the noisy population appears to be, right? Right. I mean, you know, so I wonder what Wilma has gone through to, I mean, is it just that she's listening to talk radio and hearing bigots? Because that's what she said at the beginning. Of I the haven't call. heard any of those bigots. I've never heard anybody. I listen to talk radio on a reasonably regular extent, and I have never heard anybody say that. Well, I don't think they would let it on the air. Glenn Beck would never allow that on his air. Maybe it's local shows she's hearing, or maybe she's reading know. into what she's hearing. I think so. Uh, and there's certainly code words out there. I'm not going to say there aren't. But I don't, you know, again, and I'm not black, so I don't experience this. I don't, you know, I don't know what it's like to walk down the street and have, you know, nasty things said, but I don't feel like we live in that uh, that country. I don't feel like that that's the way things are out there, or you know, there'd be more uh, th- that kind of existence would be more prevalent. People would be more aware that people were that nasty and hateful. And at least the folks I associate with that I you know spend time with, they do not feel this way towards people of a different skin color. And if they did, I wouldn't associate with them. We're not going to have healing in this world as long as folks like Wilma, and I'm not saying black people, I'm just saying you know people that are hurt like this and have a, a skewed view, as long as the skewed view goes on. Yeah. If 60% of people that voted for Mitt Romney in Wilma's minds are bigots, we can't have healing in this country around race. Because in my mind, about 6% that voted for Mitt Romney were bigots. Let's go to Bill in Indy, see if we can see if he's got any uh, thoughts on the subject. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, um, let's, let's use Wilma's numbers. 40% of the white people that voted now, not 40% of the whole population, 40% of the white people that voted, voted for Obama and 60% voted for Romney, right? Okay. I'm just going to use those numbers, yeah. Okay. What about the 95% of the voting population that voted for Brock and the 5% that voted for Romney? I submit to you that black people are bigots. 
Well, it's as ridiculous of a claim to say that uh, black people are bigots or white people are bigots. People are individuals. So well, look at the numbers, 95%, if that's the number, it's in the 90s somewhere. Okay, she now, didn't base her, her assumption on the percentages of people that voted, though, because what in her mind, all of the black people, all the white people that voted for Obama were good people. They were good non-bigots, and only a small percentage, of, as, as I was asking, somewhere between 40% and maybe uh, you know, 1% or 2%, depending on how you interpreted what she said, and I, you know, I didn't keep her on to ask uh, the specifics there, were, not, were voting for Romney. They weren't bigots. They were just voting for Romney. I mean, to, to extrapolate whether someone is a bigot or not from how they vote in a national yeah, election I is mean, ridiculous. I was using her term now. I wasn't, I wasn't just saying. I, right, you, right. Don't, you don't believe that. You're, you're saying no, you don't believe that. No, but, but, but if she would just look at the numbers, and number one, if it wasn't for white people, Barack wouldn't have made it reelected. He wouldn't have been in office in the first place if it wasn't for white people. Right. 20, of, black people don't make 20% of the population. They, Barack Obama could black, not be voted of, in. I think that Barack of, Obama showed that there was no glass ceiling um, any longer for black people in America, that, they, enough, that he could reach the highest office. He didn't break it. He showed it wasn't there. There's not enough black people and Mexican people, Hispanic people, all together, if they all went out and voted for one candidate or the other, they, there wouldn't be enough for them to get a president elected. You need white people there, some white people, to vote on top of that. You see what I'm saying? I got you, Bill. Thanks for the call. Okay. 855-450-FREE. And, you know, I think that it's painful, painful to be a a portion of a minority and believe that you're hated for your color and you can't get anywhere. And that's going to warp your view of the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'd say that people that are white or appear white uh, don't have to deal with this on a regular basis and don't understand those feelings. However, that doesn't make their view of the world wrong. <laughs> the fact that I don't have to deal with racism on a daily basis like I did a couple of decades ago doesn't mean that my view of race is wrong. It, it's it's right for me. And, I, you know, I don't see the people, uh, you know, voting for Romney, white people voting for Romney because of his color. I see them voting for uh, the same reason that the same percentage of people voted against Al Gore. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are the same. The country's split, and black people are generally voting for Democrats anyway. They voted for. They didn't vote for Al Gore because of his color either. Right. I pe- don't. I don't know what evil lurks in the minds of men. I don't know what what statistically speaking, how many of the electorate are bigots or racists, or how much of America, how much of white America hates black people. It is what it is. Where does it come from? I think statism fosters racism to a greater degree than a a free world would. I mean, nation, correct me if I'm wrong, but nation originally was a racial designation. Yeah, I would say that's true. And statism, to a very large degree, rose up around racial lines. And democracy makes life a desperate fight against your neighbor yeah. and that that Look at really the Sunni encourages and the Shiites in um iraq i mean you know the, the sunni were able to get the power and uh, over the majority shiites and they held them in subjugation they couldn't allow democracy there yeah quite so 855-453 that's the SACL toll-free call in line 855-450-3733 
Free Talk Live, 855-453. That is the SACL toll-free call-in line here on the oh, this live edition of Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. Johnny Ray. And Ian. You can give us a call at 855-453-FREE. And you can go to freetalklive.com. You can link to their uh, stories, uh, blog posts, videos, whatever it is that you find interesting on the Internet. You can put it there. It's an aggregation site. People will vote on your submission. You can vote on other submissions. And it's a lot of voting fun. I have a story here that we may or may not get to that came from the website front page. Excellent. Thanks for getting it from there, and that's kind of the nature of Free Talk Live. You get to talking about something, something else happens. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Wilma called in a couple of segments ago, uh, and this is kind of something interesting uh, that maybe people don't know about Free Talk Live. We share an a uh, an 800 number with another program, and that program is the Rob Redding Show. Mm-hmm. Now, Rob Redding is an African-American individual who does a program that is carried on lots of uh, stations that I'm sure would identify themselves as black stations. And one of the sad things about America is is that it, it really is a divided country in so many ways. You've got black radio with black talk show hosts out there, and you've got what people would probably not call white radio with white talk show hosts. They wouldn't view it that way. They've you know here on Free Talk Live, we view our show to be for everybody. But I'll bet you some people in um, other demographic segments say to themselves, that's a white talk show for white people. And, uh, you know, never the twain they meet. Well, Wilma thought she was calling into the Rob Redding show hmm. and she gets what she get. She gets three white guys. So, um, well, th- I've never listened to Rob Redding's show before, but I get the impression he's probably not a uh, black liberal. I don't know what he I'm is. just guessing. Just based on uh, the, the responses from the calls, you know, as far as what the people are calling his show are saying, they seem to usually be responding to something that he says that is designed to upset uh, black liberals. Okay. That's just, that's just my impression from the people that call. I've never listened to his show. Interesting. Let's Maybe go to, should. to Jay and Indy. Uh, Jay, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, thanks. I appreciate taking my call. One, I just wanted to tell Wilma, again, is you have to wake up. How are we going to come together if everything is based on race thoughts? Uh, African, I'm an African-American man, and uh, we all have struggles and problems. Everything is not based on race. Some things are just based on silly people doing silly things. And a friend of mine said this to me a long time ago. We would be okay if everybody just colors themselves human. Mm, be human. Like that. Yeah. And, all, and, and all African-Americans uh, don't are not liberal. And, nope. you know, sometimes when African-Americans who are not liberal speak up about their opinion, uh, they're pushed down by others who say that, oh, you need to fall in line. And that's what's wrong with this country. We don't have to fall in line. Everybody who voted for Mitt Romney wasn't racist. I don't, nowhere near those 60% numbers. Everybody who voted for the president wasn't voting because they were black. I think we need to just get away from that. We're moving forward. As even the president has said, we have to move forward in our thoughts. And all this negativity is not going to help us as a country. I absolutely 100% agree, Jay. And and this is, I believe this is a message that the vast majority of Americans would really want to get on board with. That the conversation around race, um, you know, while it needs to occur, is often uh, had in terms that are just, you know, they're not realistic for, uh, you know, what we're dealing with here. And I think that folks like Wilma, and there's probably people on the other side that are, you know, just as, just as uh, deluded, I guess, as the term I want to use. I'm not going to say bad. Um, d- diluted, 
that it, it warps the conversation. Jay, do you have any thought process on what the percentage of people that may have voted for and against Barack Obama based on race might be? No, I don't. I mean, the, the thing about it is, and, and you got I got friends from every perspective of life mm-hmm. with all different thoughts, but sometimes a vote uh, against is not just a vote on race. People sure. actually believe in this policy. Maybe they're against the president's policy, sure. whether it was Bush, whether this president. Sometimes we have to take it for what it is. I try to take things for what I can see. I mean, you know when there's something obviously racist, but at the same token, People are voting. They're voting what they believe. Sure. We might not agree, but they're voting. So I've never put it into percentages because I think that everybody who voted against, uh, some people are really conservative. Some people are really liberal. So let them be that. I, I just don't want to do that. But I will say this. One thing I would like to say, too, is I believe what's happening right now is you do have people who stoke the fires of hate and division. And those are the people that need to stop. Even those, even when you were saying earlier, you were talking and you were trying to be careful not to say the right, wrong thing. That's the problem. You have to be so careful, and you're not trying to say anything wrong, but it's to the point that you just are afraid to say something. I have friends come up to me sometimes and say, "Well, I was talking about something, then I want to be careful because I don't want to be labeled. No one wants to be labeled Indeed as they a do. racist or." So everybody's so careful now, and some of these things are not based on racism. Some things are based on stupid people doing stupid things, or saying stupid things. Yep. You know, the the fact is the the, the presidential race has been decided closely all along uh, when there have been what from what we could tell all white candidates running so the idea that uh, a black candidate runs um it seems unlikely that too many democrats uh decided to vote against barack obama because of his color and those would have been the only ones that would have mattered anyway i mean you know if the if there's racist republicans they were going to vote for the republican anyway so it wouldn't really <laughs> matter <laughs> whether they're racists or not what about herman king though i mean you said yeah. something yeah. she said i hate herman king i wouldn't vote for him he was African-American. Right. I mean, what did he do wrong? Because he disagrees with what she thought. I mean, she was very angry at him, and it wasn't because she totally understood his policy. I didn't get that. But sometimes it's anger because he chooses not to be in the status quo, and he has a right to do that. I mean, we're a free society, and we can do what we feel is right in uh, our eyes. I mean, long as we <laughs> We're not well, really. Free. You know what I mean. But I, I'm just saying, overall, though, I can speak and think the things that I want to. Yeah, at at this point, you can do that. You can still speak and think. Yeah. Except. Right. So anyway, I just want to call you show and tell Wilma, she got to, to step back and really look at things from a different perspective and not with so much anger. Good That's advice. That's all I wanted to say. Thanks, Good Jay. Advice. Appreciate the call. 855 450 free. Let's go quickly here to Rob in Indy. It's a lot of Indy calls tonight. Good. Rob, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey. Um, I don't hey. know if you've heard through national radio or national news, there was an explosion on the uh, south side of Indianapolis. So you're not ago. talking about an explosion of syphilis here. You're talking about boom, fire? Um, boom, boom, out went the lights. Yeah, it hmm. was uh, pretty brutal. Okay. Um, a couple people died. Um, wow. I, I like to I like to listen and read about conspiracy theories and mm-hmm. all this good stuff, the one that's not taken... One that's not really coming to light too much is that one of the victims, again, I don't know all the story about this, but just something to follow. His name is Dion something, Richardson maybe, and he used to work on a government program involving uh, microchips and RFID tags. 
Okay. And all of a sudden, this neighborhood is just level. I mean, not the whole neighborhood, but a few houses, and they're trying to say that it was possibly an empty house for a gas explosion, faulty furnace, faulty appliance. Nobody knows yet. But a lot of people who are familiar with explosions saying that's not how a gas explosion usually reacts. I mean, it leveled a house. I mean, it hit a few houses, and it killed a few people. So just something to keep on the radar. Um, if, you know, things that get um, pushed under the rug, kind of like the Benghazi and a bunch of other things. Just it, that to your guys' attention. It's always interesting to, to to hear these things happening. I don't know. It's 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 so hard to speculate when you just don't have the facts. Um, you know, you get a couple of uh, facts and you can kind of pop them together. And well, maybe you know. hard for you, but the conspiracy theorists don't seem to have a problem with it. They cook up a oh, conspiracy yeah, within up with minutes. More probably by the end of the night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought, I, but that was the most interesting one that I really saw. I mean, you've heard some people going, "Oh yeah, it was a drone," and blah blah blah. But but when I heard about this guy possibly working on uh, things that that were that were also included in the old Obama Obamacare bill with the RFID tags and microchipping people, that was that one kind of caught my attention. So and, I just thought I'd throw it out there so you guys maybe follow it. You said that this explosion was uh, it was it was Saturday night. Did you say which night it was? No, I don't remember the night. Okay. That was a few days ago. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, apparently 80 homes uh, have been damaged Jeez. in the blast and the subsequent fires that uh, resulted from it. This is pretty serious. That is serious. Rob, thanks for the call. 855 450 free. Free Talk Live. This house barely exists, and the one that blew up. Wow. But we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, the idea of secession here in a minute. Are you looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries the name brands you want at the lowest prices. Ammunition, knives, firearm accessories, archery, air guns, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com is family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau, and has the lowest prices. Go check it for yourself. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Free Talk Live, 855-453. That is the SACL toll-free call-in line here on the, well, tonight's live edition of Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. Johnny Ray. And Ian. 855-450-3733. You can call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about. But earlier in the program, we were talking about uh, all the... What is it you want, Ian? Um, tell me about Bitcoins or something. Ah, BitInstant.com. BitInstant.com is the way to go about purchasing Bitcoins. You can uh, go there to BitInstant.com and find out a location that's near you. They have online and uh, bricks-and-mortar ways to transform your dollars into Bitcoins. Bitcoins are an online currency that allow you to send and receive money on the Internet for free gives you control over your bank account too. It's a nice thing to have these days. Bitinstant.com. I bought some bitcoins today from bitinstant.com. Very important to get those. I think it's very important to get those bitcoins because the dollar is on its way out. Tanking. Mm. Where'd you get Federal government. I got it. I bought them at CVS. CVS. Okay. It's yeah, convenient. I always buy them at CVS. You pay a little more, but it's convenient. I always answer the questions fully and honestly. Do you about and, who you are? And I don't. And I and I think I should do that a little differently. 
going forward. But when they ask me a question, I guess I feel obligated. Yeah, it's hard to tell a lie. Yeah, you're Uh taught in life to tell the truth. Uh, You could just say none of your business. (laughs) But if the federal government unravels and a lot of our systems break down, particularly our financial system and our and and the currency that we're you we're using those bitcoins are going to be a lifesaver well speaking of currency i know that johnny ray hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about it but you brought in uh something tonight about china looking at a gold currency oh that's right yes so that did. might be an interesting tie-in it's another uh, value-backed currency yeah. right you know i've actually got some we were talking about secession kind of throughout the show tonight and uh if you want i can go back to some of the responses that people have uh, given to the question I asked earlier on Facebook and Twitter. We've got a lot of responses. The question was, Are people, ta- people are talking about secession. Is it just a fad? And so here are some of the responses from Facebook. Uh, Jeremy says, or Jeremy Case says, Republicans want to start their own country with Romney and Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Matt Badman says, people are always talking about secession. Give it two weeks and they'll move on to something else. I'm glad they're talking about secession now. Stephen McDuffie, it's just an expression of anger at Obama's re-election. I tend to think that that's the case. Yeah. Uh, Tim Price. But I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe maybe this thing will get traction because there are a lot of people that care about secession already. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, back in 2004, if uh, I assume Democrats, uh, because it was trending from New York and California, Democrats were looking into secession. And now in 2012. And why wouldn't they want to? I mean, why wouldn't the, if, if the Democrats are perceiving that Republicans are the ones pushing for secession? at this time why wouldn't they want to jump on board and say you know what let's get out of here too i mean who really wants to be around the, those texans anyway and you know this is a question that i've really asked myself is you know these states that consistently go blue and the states that consistently go red why don't they just break off call it a day and, and make their own over. their own little uh, red america and their they own should. little blue america why not do it Exactly. That's the conversation people need to be having today is the, the conservative people need to be saying to the liberals, hey, how about you just let us go our separate way and then you go your separate way. Because it's too much it. fun to control them when you're in charge. You, I mean, right now, the liberals are saying, ah, it's just a bunch of bigots who want to secede. We can't let them do that. When, in fact, in 2004, people were looking to move to Canada or secede because of uh, Bush's win. So, you know, I mean... This is just this is just America and how it goes. We're a dramatic bunch. And then all the liberty-minded people can come to New Hampshire and we'll have our uh, gold state. Let's call it that. I'm I'm for it. Tim Price says Republican backer backlash. So again, suggesting it's a fad. Jeff Cronin says it's people who are upset that Obama won the election, going to his website and setting up petitions asking him for permission to secede. Pretty <laughs> stupid if you ask me. <laughs> well, I'm not asking. I don't think they're asking permission. Uh, if they're doing it properly, they're simply asking him not to use violence or threats of violence against them. It still has that same kind of supplicating, uh, begging feel to it and that was I one mean, of the turnoffs for he's me. killing people with remote control airplanes yeah. i mean let's not diminish kill list. Or, sure yeah let's not diminish that he's already killed american citizens without a trial in foreign countries if you secede then you're in a foreign country why in the world wouldn't he try to kill you nicholas kirkpatrick says i put on i love this one i put on my hipster glasses and say that I liked secession before it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the Christian Anarchist calling in from Tennessee. Hey, Chandler. guys. I wanted to tell you I've, re- I've come into some real money. I'm a rich guy now. Congrats. How's that? Oh, I got uh, 
what have I got here? Like five hundred trillion dollars. I'm just, I mean, I, I, those uh, wealthy bankers got nothing on me. You U.S. dollars? Note? I got five hundred trillion plus sitting right in front of me here. U.S. dollars? No, Zimbabwe. Uh, well, not exactly U.S. dollars. No, but I got five hundred trillion dollars. Right? Okay, where's uh, it from? It's got to be Zimbabwe. Uh, Come on. There's yeah, well of course there's Zimbabwe dollars, but I mean a dollar's a dollar, right? I mean aren't they all the same? <laughs> Where did you get them? Oh, I got them on eBay. Somebody. Was What'd you pay them. for them? Uh, Twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty bucks for five of these hundred trillion dollar notes, and they're pretty too. They're nice notes. They got they're made out of nice paper. These are uncirculated, so I at I some mean, point. I'm, at some point, Gene, they <laughs> they stopped printing on the back side. I recall. Really? Yeah, that was just what wasn't worth doing. Oh, this is, I got some of the earlier ones. You got both sides. Awesome. On, yeah, these are on both sides. Good, great. So these are the quality ones. So too. you're a rich man. I, I I guess this is an object lesson on uh, hyperinflation. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is where we're going, of course, with a with our printing money policy. But people don't see it, and uh, I've mentioned this to people before. You know, it doesn't matter what the price of anything is. If you can't buy it with the dollars that you've got, and and in reality, the I explain to people that the price of bread, the price of gas, does not go up. It's the same as it's always been. A price, of, you know, a gallon of gas is related to so many loaves of bread, is related to so many bushels of wheat. Mm-hmm. They, they can fluctuate wheat. against each other. Uh, generally, but, they stay, but they say generally the same. They, they will be there'll be slight market fluctuations depending mm-hmm. on drought conditions or whether or not there's an oil refinery fire or stuff right. like that but in the, in general in the marketplace all these things maintain a pretty level playing field the only thing that's changing is how many dollars are in circulation of course yep. the more dollars in circulation the less they're worth when we start printing up trillion you know a hundred trillion dollar notes uh, you know that it's all over and people might think that, oh, that's never going to happen here. And you know what? It probably will never happen that we'll get to printing $100 trillion notes. I think when we get up into the, you know, $5 billion notes, which I also have one of those sitting in front of me, um, it'll probably be over by that time. We probably won't get into the trillion-dollar notes. I want to see a picture of Gene with, like, one of those gangsta poses. You know how they fan out the $100 (laughs) bills or whatever and just kind of fan out your uh, Zimbabwe Trillions. That would be good. I'm rolling with and, trillions, right. player. <laughs> and it's funny you were talking about secession because I, I think uh, I'm doing karate twice a week, and uh, my karate instructor, he was talking about secession today. So awesome. It's, it's getting the... around to the regular It should. Shows, Let's get the con- keep the conversation going. Thanks, Gene. Yeah. Appreciate the call. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com.
Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. Call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. Here on the live edition of Free Talk Live, it's Mark with you. And Johnny Ray. Every edition is live. That's right. Yeah. Well, I'm used to saying the live Sunday edition. And I'm, uh, I've been, at least I didn't say it, right? You're doing a good job of catching yourself and I'm modifying it. Not saying it. Uh, it's just saying other things that to some extent, don't make any sense at all. Because we're live seven nights per week. That's right, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. I think one of two syndicated programs that's like that. What's the other one? Oh, Coast to Coast. Yeah, Coast to Coast AM does it. You're right. Although Coast to Coast changes out their hosts for the weekends. and uh, we, Oh, we sort of do. Yeah, you guys but do. But one of the main hosts during the week is on every, is on. Each night. We provide you with our high-quality main host every night of the week <laughs> here on Free Talk Live. I think it may be the co-hosts that people listen for. Maybe. I know that when the ladies were on when we were at the convention, they couldn't stop the phone calls. Yeah, they just came rolling in. And this was on a weeknight. When, you know, sometimes. Weeknights for us is like the graveyard. <laughs> it can be. It can be. You no never doubt. know. I mean, you never know. Sometimes it's busy. Sometimes it's not with us. But when those ladies were on, it was every both nights in a row. It was just call after call after call strategicsurvival.com it is uh, a it, it's a website for a book and the book is uh, basically this compendium of knowledge that you'd need to have if uh, something goes awry whether or not it's a natural disaster man-made disaster you know the the EMP goes off whatever the scenario is they give you scenario based survival information with products that you need to have they tell you what you need how much you need and what to do with it strategicsurvival.com there are a lot of preppers in new jersey and new york right now they're looking pretty good you know folks they've liked to make fun of preppers in the past but uh you know the situations like this make them look good i think everybody needs to be prepared to some extent strategic survival at strategicsurvival.com will help you do it again it's strategicsurvival.com johnny ray you uh you read it i did i read a few sections of it and then that week menno snatched it away from me i took it away i Ah, hope he's enjoying it yeah i read the bit about the emp pulse fascinating if a nuclear weapon were if the chinese got upset with our with 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 the the u.s government's depredations the u.s government doesn't mess with countries with uh nuclear weapons pacific ocean (laughs) Sent an ICBM towards the United States that detonated in the air. It would cause these electrons up in the air to all be displaced at super speed towards the ground, frying all the electronics across the fruited plane. That's true. For, For a distance. So... So I believe the solution to that would be to get a big to, – to, to, to have maybe a generator, a reliable laptop, and some other important electronic devices in a lead box. Would that, would that do it? Where do you get a lead box from? It's not like you can buy a pig that big. A pig it, is a, a, a lead line device. Oh, I, I did not know that. Now you do. <laughs> I've got an article here. Uh, we were talking about secession. And yeah. I wanted, wanted to get to this one. I think it's uh, really important. Um, by the way, it's strategicsurvival.com to uh, get that book, and it's, it's a good one. It's from the Concord Monitor right here in uh, New Hampshire. And New Hampshire hasn't been on the the cutting edge of this uh, conversation about uh, secession. That's been basically Louisiana and Texas have Mm -hmm. uh, gotten the the news there. But there's another way that New Hampshire is getting a little news. 
Comparing the United States, this is from Ben Lubensdorf from the Concord Monitor. I was just going to say, we're in this for the long haul. If this secession thing turns out to be a fad, it's going to be groups like what you're going to tell us about that help it survive in New Hampshire. Comparing the United States to the um, Roman Empire in decline, five New Hampshire residents have established a nonprofit group to advocate for the Granite State's secession and independence. This nation has grown too large to be represented by a few people, a few bureaucrats in Washington. New Hampshire is a small state. And we here in New Hampshire can take care of our own, said Neil Connor, a technology consultant from Manchester and treasurer of the Foundation for New Hampshire Independence. He's also one of the hosts of Flaming Freedom, which you can hear at flamingfreedom.com. That's a true statement. He's he's a hometown boy from Sarasota, Florida, too. The foundation was established as a nonprofit corporation September 14th with an office in Manchester and the goal of educating residents on the benefits of the state of New Hampshire peacefully declaring its independence and separating from the United States, according to a filing with the Secretary of State's office. The group in its filing said its work will remain exclusively educational and will play and will in no way make any attempt to influence legislation. The foundation has a Facebook page, a Twitter account, a website, nhindependence.org. It's preparing to formally launch this week. No nation is immune to the ravages of time, its website declares. Even the mighty Roman Empire fell under the crushing weights of burdensome taxation. And this one's been going on way too long, this this particular nation concept of the United States. The empire certainly is. Right. Isn't it the longest running uh, country out there? The federal constitution is uh, the oldest government out there, um, but it kind of, you know, it it doesn't take into consideration kingdoms uh, because they consider a new king to be a new government. No kings are 220 years old, Ah, 230 or whatever they are. So what's the longest kingdom then? I, I couldn't say. I mean, there's some kingdoms that probably have they're still going I mean, today. You know that their their monarch is in place, but they have other kinds of uh, ruling uh, yeah. organizations involved. I mean, obviously, yeah, the Queen you, of England's yeah. been there for. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the right, monarchy's she's, been. She doesn't have power anymore, right? Right. Well, yeah. so I mean, it's difficult to really yeah, quantify. So you, yeah. So Where they say the United the States government is the oldest government in the world. I see, and it's, it's and it's times up as far as I'm concerned. There's a great old proverb that I had always ascribed to some or someone or another Roman, but apparently I'm wrong. The proverb being, this too shall pass. Mm, yes, it's a good proverb one. indicating that all material conditions, positive or negative, are temporary. The phrase seems to have originated in the writings of the medieval Persian Sufi poets mm-hmm. and is often attached to a fable of a great king who is humbled by the simple words. Those wise, wise old Sufis. Good words. Going on. But, I mean, it's obvious. It may not seem like the United States is going to crumble into the dust today, but these things tend to happen more quickly now in the, uh, the electronics age. They happened pretty fast in 1989. Yeah, when... take, take a look at what happened to the Soviet Union. Yeah. Take a look at what happened to the Berlin Wall. One day it's up, the next day it's coming down. No politician even knew that was going to happen. Nope. No one planned on it. Nobody voted on it. Nobody begged anybody for it. They went there and they tore it down with their hands. We're in Art Bell's quickening or Ray Kurzweil's elbow of the progress curve. As things, we, things are things. Technological progress is happening faster and faster as all these all these different progressions build and leapfrog on one another and accelerate. It's just the change. Change happens faster and faster. 
Even the mighty Roman Empire fell under the crushing weights of burdensome taxation, a declining civic culture, and hopelessly corrupt governing class. A hopelessly corrupt governing class. The We've found got a- those things. Yeah, we got those in spades. The foundation believes that we are quickly nearing the time when the United States' size and disregard for the rule of law is embodied in its founding constitution must inevitably lead to the dissolution of our own once great nation. However, it continues, the end of the United States as a political entity need not mean the disruption of our own civilization and culture in New Hampshire. The group has a five-member board of directors, Connor, um, president, uh, Vince Perfecto of Manchester, vice president. I'm, I'm not sure who's the – the way they've got this uh, uh, commod here, it's a little difficult to know. Mike Siegel's involved, uh, another um, Chris Miranda of Manchester. We, we know Luther. Our very own Luther. That's yeah. right. Connor said he moved to New Hampshire from Florida in 2009, was inspired to relocate by the Free State Project, but he declined to say if the other board members were involved with the project, which is trying to convince 20,000 liberty-minded people to move to New Hampshire. He said the uh, group hopes to spread a nonpartisan message about the federal government's many violations of individual rights. Now, the Free State Project isn't a secessionist organization. However, a number of Free State Project participants absolutely support the idea of secession. Indeed. And there's a little bit more about this? There's a bit more, yeah. All right. 855-450-FREE, Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. Are you a fan of beer, liberty, and good conversation? Do you support freedom, peace, and voluntary interaction? Are you looking to meet others who think like you? Don't wait for your move to the Free State Project to get started when you can do something about it today. This is Amanda Mill, encouraging you to set up a Liberty on the Rots network near you to begin connecting and informing libertarian thinkers over drinks. Visit www.libertyontherocks.org. Free Talk Live, 855-453. That is the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in and talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about here tonight on Free Talk Live. And this is the final segment, so you'll have to squeeze it right in. 855. being your phone call. Yes, that would be what I'm referring to. <laughs> whatever that grimace is on Johnny Ray's face has nothing to do with it. Eight fifty five, four fifty free. I was preparing myself to say my name in a interesting and creative way. Why don't you go ahead and do that now, Johnny Ray? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go on with this article. We're was... talking about the foundation for New Hampshire independence, which uh, has been founded by uh, somebody that is relatively close to the show, Neil Connor, uh, as well as uh, Luther, who used to be. Uh, used to be one of the hosts here. Now, Neil and, has claimed in this article to be a uh, member of the Free State Project, which I am a uh, signer of. And that's right. Ian, you are. And Johnny Ray? Yep, I am. So uh, the Free State Project is a movement to get uh, 20,000 liberty-loving individuals to move to New Hampshire in order to create a society where the maximum role of government is the protection of life, liberty, and property. Right. And since we, uh, you know, the federal government certainly isn't going to do that at any point in our lifetimes, it would make sense to leave the federal government. And that's what the New Hampshire found or the foundation for new hampshire independence is looking to do is to you know i don't know if you would describe them as a think tank because that way they're not a political party it's some sort of a non-profit group that's basically looking to 
uh, you know, foster the idea of secession for New Hampshire. And I think that Texas, Georgia, these other Louisiana, these other states have been getting a lot of press over the past few days because of the secession petitions that are going on. But ultimately, the big question tonight was, is this petition thing just going to be a flash in the pan? Are people going to just start to give up, give it up to the federal government like they always do? Or are these states going to continue with some sort of secession movement? And we know that in New Hampshire, the movement's going to continue. This Foundation for New Hampshire Independence just got started. Uh, the New Hampshire Liberty Party is also something that just got started within the past couple of months, which is a political party. So the Foundation for New Hampshire Independence says they won't be taking positions on legislation, but the New Hampshire Liberty Party certainly can. And the New Hampshire Liberty Party is is formed for the purpose of bringing the idea of secession into the political system to have uh, political candidates who are running with secession as a main plat, uh, you know, campaign platform plank. So, you know, we've got just within the last few months a couple of brand new organizations that have started up. And who knows, you know, maybe they'll fizzle out and die, but I don't think they will. I think they're going to keep at the very know, least they're keeping the conversation moving. Here on Free Talk Live, the idea of secession not a flash in the pan. No, certainly not. <laughs> and the more people that move here for the Free State Project, that supports secession. Not every Free Stater is a supporter of secession. But the more of them that move here that do support secession, the more conversations we'll have with our coworkers, and the more the more likely members. more nullification occurs. Because I think that this is the first step along the path. And you're seeing it in state after state with the states that have medical marijuana. That's a nullification of the federal um, mm-hmm. laws on marijuana. Uh, the, you know, States that are euthanasia. That's another good example. Yeah. Um, Oregon has uh, legalized euthanasia. Asia there. Maybe we'll get to jump over this whole nullification thing and just go straight to secession. I mean, if the conversation can continue about secession, if people are talking about secession, let's stop talking about nullification and just talk about secession because that encompasses everything that, you know, the, the nullifiers really want is true secession. Let's go to Rick listening on XM. Rick, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Uh, how are you guys doing this evening? All Thanks, Rick. Well. When did you pick your other extra hour back up on XM? It's back, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm huh. listening to you live. Well, apparently tonight. I mean, <laughs> you've given us the news, Rick. <laughs> Great deal. I want to share a story with you guys that happened at, in my hometown. Uh, we have a steel mill, and about every year, year and a half, the uh, local law will bring their what they confiscated drug wise and destroy it in the furnace. Okay. <laughs> They uh they load they load a ladle up and the ladle picks it up and drops everything into the furnace. Well, just as soon as that hit the furnace, there was an explosion. I'll bet. And and I mean I mean we had pot everywhere, about two or three inches thick, all over the furnace deck, up on the rafters, peels, peel bottles. <clears throat> but the the shift supervisor got with uh, uh, head detective. Now when they're when they're unloading the van into this ladle, no one can be around except for the law, you know. Sure. And and he wanted a, a list of what all they had in there, and and he told him, you know, we had so many pounds of pot and so many different prescription pills and uh, cocaine stuff. And this fire and extinguisher. <laughs> Pardon me. And a fire extinguisher. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> but uh, he looked at the list and he said, none of that would have caused this kind of reaction. There's something else y'all had in there. 
And he said, well, yeah, we did have a container of moonshine. And that's what that's what led to the explosion. Yeah. Wow. The moonshine. But, uh, Think about that when you're drinking that stuff, Johnny Ray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that furnace, you know, 3,000 degrees, any kind of liquid is going to be a bad reaction. But Especially but they, they, a, a highly they, flammable they, liquid. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they shut the plant down, and I mean, the law came from everywhere. All the, the local, deputy sheriff, state patrol detectives, they came from all over. And no one was allowed to be up on the deck. They had to shut the plant down. Mm-hmm. Well, after they got all everything cleaned up, then the workers went up there to see what they might have missed. I bet they did. <laughs> well, unfortunately, they, they, they had a random drug test the next day oh. for all the workers. Oh, gosh. How <laughs> random. Well, Good story. About ninety of them tested positive, so they just kind of dismissed the results. <laughs> yeah, that's and, and this is this goes to show if enough people disobey at one time, there's nothing they can do about it. Yeah, what are you going right. to shut down the plant? I'll tell you what, smoking pot. If they went through the radio industry and did a random drug test tomorrow, they'd have to shut. I mean, there wouldn't be anything coming out of America's radios tomorrow. No doubt. Good call. Good call, Rick. That was awesome. <laughs> Great story, man. Thanks, for, thanks, dude. Appreciate it. <laughs> I really like that call. That's really funny. I wasn't sure when he said uh, that it blew up the first time, and it makes sense to me that a bunch of that a gallon of moonshine would just go kaboom. But yeah. I wasn't sure if he was saying that it was pot everywhere or potash everywhere. I think he said pot. Yeah, I think he did too. Yeah. After hearing the story, is you know, I guess all this stuff, like it probably blew up before it even got to the furnace. Mm-hmm. It just blew everything everywhere. But I just assumed that it like shook the furnace or something and knocked off all the uh, I don't know creosote or something that had piled up on there. That was the uh, the vision that I got. Let me go back to this article here from the Concord Monitor um, about the foundation for New Hampshire independence. It almost reads like an advertorial. Yeah, they go after them a little bit for being Free State Project members. You know, that's about it. Yeah. The foundation is accepting donations, and Connor said, that's Neil Connor, said it is uh, seeking recognition of its tax-exempt status from the uh, Internal Revenue Service so it can accept tax-deductible gifts. Yeah, that'd be cool. Then you could volunteer for it and uh, get community service for spreading the ideas of secession. He says, I can see the irony, um, he said, of uh, seeking federal recognition to help uh, finance secession, but that just goes to highlight some of the restrictions that the federal government places on organizations. Now this wouldn't have would well, have you never can happened. Still have an organization and accept donations. It's just that you don't get the tax right. People don't get tax write offs prior to 1913 and the income tax. You would have never had to ask for this. Who would have cared? There wouldn't yeah. have been a write off. There was nothing to write off. Of course, the U.S. Constitution doesn't provide for any state to leave the union. It it didn't really provide for any state to join the union either. Hmm. There's no there's no prescription for joining the constant the, the United States government. They just kind of threw that one up against the wall and went for it, huh? Well, I mean, all kinds of states joined, but yeah, there's no prescription for joining. So it doesn't mean that there needs to be a prescription for leaving. I will agree to you agree with you that every good contract has an exit clause. But if you have the power to join an organization, then you have the power to leave it. You're not conquered once you just sign into something. To deny the state of New Hampshire has the right to leave the Union is to deny the original 13 colonies had the right to declare independence, Connor said. There's a difference between what's a right and what uh, people in Washington, D.C. may think is legal. 
regardless of whether or not the federal government may recognize that right as individuals, we do have the right for local self-determination. The group's creation comes 150 years after the Civil War when 11 southern states attempted to secede over the issue of slavery. But unlike that four-year conflict, organizers of the foundation promise a bloodless separation. We want to seek peaceful separation, peaceful independence, Connor said. On its website, the foundation has a frequently asked question that includes, won't the United States military bomb New Hampshire with fighter jets and invade New Hampshire with tanks and infantry if we peacefully declare our independence? So many would ask, but absolutely not is their answer, and I don't see any reason for that to be the case. And if that would be the case, it's all the more reason to leave. Yep. Right. If, if a government would do that to you, what in the world do you want to be tied to it for? Mm-hmm. Don't be scared. It's been Mark. Johnny Ray. Guys, we had a very harmonious Free Talk Live tonight. Yes, indeed. And check it out at freetalklive.com. A science fiction comic adventure from Big Head Press. Quantum Vibe. It's year 2523. There are colonies on Venus, Mars, and Mercury. People travel in bubbles, fly at hyperspeed. With brain implants and artificial gravity. A scientific genius and his clever assistant set out on an adventure through the solar system on a secret mission to find the key to access new frontiers and save liberty. Quantum Vibe. There's a robot girl and zany creatures made with genetically engineered features. And corporate villains crave the opportunity to steal a profit from others' ingenuity. A scientific genius and his clever assistant set out on an 